the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches. I don't have to show you any stinking vaches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, here we go. Hour two is underway here on the Salcedo Show. Glad you've tuned in, everybody. Yeah, you know what? You just heard the top of the hour news, the trending on Twitter at least earlier this morning, was fire Colbert. And I don't care who you are. I mean, if I cannot recall we conservatives ever saying anything that rivaled what he said about Donald Trump, Vlad, uh, a part of the male appendage being in his, in his mouth. You know, you know who's really upset about this? According to Variety, Variety magazine says the gays are upset about this. Um, uh, Variety says that Colbert is in hot water because it was a homophobic remark. <laughs> I guess the angle is you say like the, you say <laughs> you say that Donald Trump is his mouth is a receptacle for a certain part of the male anatomy as if it's a bad thing. I, I guess that's their take. I, uh, whatever. He's pissed everybody off. Stephen Colbert. By the way, Stephen Colbert said he speaks for CBS. I mean, all for one and one for all, right? I think, Mr. Colbert, you are emblematic of the caliber of individual who works over at uh, Network CBS. I think you reflect them perfectly, even those in the news operation, right down to your bias. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's, uh, I, I don't want, you know, people are saying to fire him. I don't want him fired. Uh, I want him promoted. I think he should be the head of the news division. I think that Mr. Colbert is perfectly, perfectly in line with what passes for CBS News these days. <laughs> Okay, um, where was I going to go? Oh, yeah, okay. James Comey. No, hold on. Before I get to, before I get to Comey, there's a couple of other stories I wanted to get out to you guys. Uh, number one is, where'd it go? I just had it here a second ago. There it is. This is one of the top performing posts on the Chris Salcedo Show. 
Facebook page, which, by the way, you can just type in The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and you will find it. Uh, on Twitter, by the way, at Chris Salcedo TX. Director of VA Hospital fired for misconduct after wait time scandal. Now, guys, you had to remember, this is the caliber of individual that Mr. Obama had populating his government. Okay? The director of Veterans Affairs Hospital in Louisiana has been fired for misconduct and failure to follow uh, and failure to follow policy after serving a scandal-ridden three years in his position. Toby Matthew was hired as the director of the Overton Brooks VA Medical Center in Shreveport, Louisiana in 2014, right there at the pinnacle of the Obama era of bloat in government. Four months later, in October, reports surfaced that patients would routinely go without sheets, pajamas, or proper toiletries, while the hospital spent millions on new furniture, TVs, and solar panels. Now, this is a left-winger's priorities. This is a liberal's priorities. That patients slash veterans would have to endure soiled sheets, pajamas, not proper toiletries, so that Mr. Obama's fight against the imaginary man-made global warming could be won. So the taxpayer dollars could be diverted from those, you know, those pesky little military guys that Mr. Obama really didn't care much about, as evidenced by his tenure in office, and who he staffed the Veterans Administration with. The, the upper echelon, I should add, not the rank and file who did the best they could in a failed system, in a, in a, a system that has no prayer of ever serving our military veterans the way they deserve. The VA system is socialized medicine, and it will always fail because it can't succeed. I'll say that again. The VA system cannot succeed. Why? Because it's socialism, and socialism never has and never will succeed. Never has and never will. No matter, no matter what they do, it's a flawed system. So, Mr. Obama hires him in 2014, and he stays on all the way through all of these scandals because, hey, <clears throat> what's really important is that he, he did his bit for the planet by using taxpayer money to buy solar panels, by using taxpayers' money to buy TV sets, by using the taxpayers' money to buy new furniture, because that's really what the VA is all about, folks. You guys know the Veterans Administration is all about new televisions and uh, showcasing brand new furniture and uh, solar panels. It's just like NASA under Obama was Muslim outreach. Uh, the VA was about, uh, you know, fighting ma uh, man-made global warming. See, I was, I was under the impression the VA was there to uh, help our veterans with medical care. Apparently not. So Toby Matthew was able to keep his job. And you fast forward to um, the Trump administration in 2017, 
and this guy's out on his worthless rear end. The VA hospital was investigated after social worker Shea Wilkes discovered a secret wait list of 2,700 names in 2013. Included on this list were 37 veterans who had died waiting care. So, Toby Matthew was brought in to quote-unquote fix things. I wonder whose political campaign he donated to 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 get this cushy post. Huh? At least he thought it was cushy. Didn't really take it seriously. Matthew was fired this year on April 13th for charges related to general misconduct and failure to follow policy and provide effective oversight of the center's credentialing and privileging program, according to an internal VA memo obtained by Fox News. Lawmakers learned the hospital's issues were uh, under Matthew last year. High-ranking doctor followed the example of Wilkes, who became a high-profile advocate for whistleblowers and wrote a 16-page report dated September 2, 2016, again, still of the Obama era, sending it to the Veterans Affairs Secretary Bob McDonald and two members of Congress. But it took Donald Trump getting into office to act, to actually fire someone for this type of activity. In, in a Democrat administration, this type of crap is, is applauded and rewarded. You get to keep on collecting the taxpayer-funded paycheck. In the Trump administration, it's, it, there's a different standard. Oh, you're screwing with veterans and you're not really qualified for your job. Oh, and you're, you know, buying TVs and solar panels and, and furniture with money you should be using for sheets, pajamas, and proper toiletries and the proper care of the veterans. Oh, you're out on your worthless rear end. Goodbye. There need to be more firings like this. There need to be, there needs to be a cleaning house at the Veterans Administration. Because like the government-run education system, many liberals see the VA and other government programs as an adult jobs program rather than what they're supposed to be there to do. And again, I some serious reformation needs to happen inside of that VA because it is, it is a failed system and it is not doing what it was designed to do. Telephone numbers, 888 You found the Salcedo Show. We'll get to Comey and Feinstein. Feinstein and Comey coming up next. Oh, by the way, and Hillary Clinton. We uh, touched base on this a little bit yesterday. She's out there talking. Uh, she blames herself. Finally, for her loss. Oh, wait a minute. No, she doesn't. Then she blames Comey and, and WikiLeaks. <laughs> I got the sound bites. It's all coming up on the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo. All right, welcome back, everybody. Salcedo Show. Uh, we'll probably get more into this tomorrow, but there was one exchange with Comey uh, on the hot seat today in the Senate that, that caught my attention. It was a rather lengthy exchange he had with Senator Dianne Feinstein, and it said so much about where the Dems are now, about their denial. This is, I'm going to break this up. I'm not going to play the entirety. I'll, I'll, I'll comment in between but this this shows how butthurt the democrats are over the results of the election and it's uh it's quite revealing and uh here's comey and feinstein you'll hear the senator from california the most pressing thing on her mind when when talking to the fbi director director i have one question regarding my opening comment and I view it as a most important question, and I hope you will answer it. Why was it necessary to announce 11 days before a presidential election that you were opening an investigation on a new computer without any knowledge of what was in that computer? Why didn't you just do the investigation as you would normally with no public announcement? And it wasn't a public announcement. It was an announcement to folks in Congress, and, and Congress made it public. He had an obligation, and you'll hear James Comey explain this in a little more detail. What if it had turned out that Hillary Clinton did win, and that James Comey sat on information? You see, this is what really, this is what Dianne Feinstein is really complaining about, is that truth about senator clinton is what torpedoed her and if it were up to democrats they would have kept the truth from the american people that's what they do for crying out loud it's what obama did for eight years he lied to the american people for eight years about everything he was up to everything he wasn't doing from al-qaeda to obamacare to our fiscal health, absolutely lied. So, here's James Comey's response. Yeah, great question, Senator. Thank you. Um, October 27th, the investigative team that had finished the investigation in July, focused on Secretary Clinton's emails, asked to meet with me. So I met with them that morning, late morning in my conference room, and they laid out for me what they could see from the metadata on this fella Anthony Weiner's laptop that had been seized in an unrelated case. <laughs> this fella, the former Democrat congressman, Anthony Weiner, his wife, uh, Uma Weiner, Uma Abedin Weiner, uh, apparently had been funneling information to Anthony Weiner's laptop from Hillary Clinton. Why, why was that happening? And, and it came from her unsecured server. Why was that happening? Did did 
Anthony Weiner, the disgraced congressman from New York, did he have security clearance to have that on his laptop? I don't think so. What they could see from the metadata was that there were thousands of Secretary Clinton's emails on that device, including what they thought might be the missing emails from her first three months as Secretary of State. Her, fir- her, her missing emails. They weren't missing, sir. They were deleted. They weren't missing. They were deleted. Mrs. Clinton took bleach bit in some cases to get rid of these emails so they couldn't be recovered. <laughs> missing. It makes it sound like, oh, well, well, these emails just disappear. We can't find them. No. With in willful intent, she hid them. We never found any emails from her first three months. She was using a Verizon BlackBerry then, and that's obviously very important because it, if there was evidence that she was acting with bad intent, that's where it would be in the but first three months. But they weren't there. Look, can I just finish my answer, Senator? Yeah. And so they came in and said, we can see thousands of emails from the Clinton email domain, including many, many, many from the Verizon Clinton domain, BlackBerry domain. They said, we think we got to get a search warrant to go get these. And the Department of Justice agreed we had to go get a search warrant. So I agreed. I authorized them to seek a search warrant. And then I faced a choice. And I've lived my entire career by the tradition that if you can possibly avoid it, you avoid any action in the run-up to an election that might have an impact, whether it's a dog catcher election or president of the United States. But I sat there that morning, and I could not see a door labeled no action here. I could see two doors, and they were both actions. One was labeled speak. The other was labeled conceal. So that, that was his choice. Now, remember, I, the scenario I laid out for you. Now, now what if the, the shoe was on the other foot? What if Comey had information on Trump that would have called into question his, his ability to be president effectively? And he sat on it so he, didn't, so he didn't affect the election. Would Democrats be happy about that? Of course not. Of course not. Um. Comey continued. This was his choice, the way he looked at it. I could either be silent, and then I would have been really up a creek if something had been there and she ended up being president. Then I would have been accused of being partisan and protecting the Democrats. Or I could have spoke up and made sure that somebody knew what I was doing and that I was dotting every I and crossing every T, and that's what he's saying. Because here's how I thought about it. I'm not trying to talk you into this, but I want you to know my thinking. Having repeatedly told this Congress, we are done and there's nothing there, there's no case there, there's no case there, to restart in a hugely significant way, potentially finding the emails that would reflect on her intent from the beginning and not speak about it would require an act of concealment, in my view. And so I stared at speak and conceal. Speak would be really bad. There's an election in 11 days. Lordy, that would be really bad. Concealing, in my view, would be catastrophic. Not just to the FBI, but well beyond. And honestly, as between really bad and catastrophic, I said to my team, we've got to walk into the world of really bad. I've got to tell Congress that we're restarting this, not in some frivolous way, in a hugely significant way. And the team also told me, we cannot finish this work before the election. And then they worked night after night after night, and they found thousands of new emails. They found classified information. I'm sorry. What did he just say? Ellie, did you hear what James Comey, the director of the FBI, just said? Yes. What did he just say? And tell Chris, yes, he should be listening. I hear him in the background. No, 
<laughs> Here's what he said. After night, and they found thousands of new emails. They found classified information. They found classified information sent from Hillary Clinton's unsecured server to Anthony Weiner, a man who didn't even have security clearance on a laptop he shared with his wife, Uma Abedin Weiner. My question is, why isn't Hillary Clinton in jail? Why isn't Hillary Clinton in jail? It's, he, ju- he just confirmed again for us that classified information was sent with Hillary Clinton's unsecured server and ended up on Uma Abedin Weiner's laptop with her husband, Anthony Weiner, the pervert who didn't have security clearance. Why is she and they not in jail? That's, that's not legal. But according to, and this is what he's going to get into, James Comey, remember what his excuse was? You can't violate the law in the United States unless there's intent. You know, I was, I was always brought up, well, ignorance of the law is no excuse. If you break the law, but you didn't intend to break the law, you still broke the law. Unless you're Hillary Clinton, that is. And then if you're Hillary Clinton, the only time you can ever serve time for breaking the law is if you intended to break the law. Otherwise, you get to say, oops, my bad, sorry. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo show. Uh, before we get back to Comey and Feinstein, just some headlines I want to get out to you guys. Uh, apparently, the French elections are starting to turn. Remember uh, Macron, who who married his drama teacher, who was uh, having an inappropriate sexual relationship when he, with him when he was in high school, married her. Um, <laughs> apparently, the French electorate is turning on him. Now, the latest polling I saw still had him ahead. Uh, which I think it was by double digits. But they've got a debate coming up, and a lot of people are saying that if if Le Pen does, Marine Le Pen does well, it could sink this guy. Um, it, that he's got that she's got the wind at her back right now, and he has everything to lose in this debate. She has everything to gain. Um. Very interesting. Also, the backlash is growing. Apparently, not just your liberty-loving Latino here thinks that uh, an individual shouldn't speak of the sitting president of the United States in such a disparaging manner as Stephen Colbert did on national television. Uh, apparently, more and more people are, are saying that he, he went too far. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to, to monitor this. And you know what? Again, I thought it was fascinating how those in the gay community took offense uh, that, that, that Stephen Colbert said that uh, Mr. Trump's mouth being a receptacle for a holster, if you will, for, is what he said, for a certain part of the male anatomy 
that Colbert said it like it was a bad thing. And gays, gay men, are, are, are taking exception to this, this man, this leftist by the name of uh, Stephen Colbert, depicting that as a, as a bad thing. I found it. I, I never would have thought of that angle until somebody pointed out that. And by the way, the write up from Variety, I, I posted on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. I thought it was fascinating, but I just thought on a, an appropriateness level that it was, you know, it, it's just a step too far. It shows the disintegrating values of the American left. And Stephen Colbert is the poster child for the disintegrating values of the American left. No propriety. Uh, everything is fine as long as you get your way. He he reminds me of a a vapid temper tantrum throwing child, just like uh, the occupier of the Oval Office that Mr. Colbert supported, Obama. Obama and Colbert uh, foot stomping whiny children, and uh, this little boy Colbert might get a spanking. For what he did on national, national, you national television, you naughty little boy, Colbert, bad boy. <laughs> what? Too far? I, hey, I didn't, I didn't say anything to spare. I'm keeping it G-rated here on the Salcedo show. Uh, we didn't talk about this because. I watched, speaking of late night TV, I watched Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel give a monologue about what happened with the birth of his son and how he had heart disease. And I, put my, I immediately put myself in his position. And uh, at that point, you want to do anything you can to save your child. And uh, he was obviously emotional and it was genuine. I didn't think he was contrived at all, but here comes uh, Charlie Hurt from our pals over the Washington Times, who says, uh, shut up, Jimmy Kimmel, you elitist creep. <laughs> that was like, whoa! That's, a, that's an opinion piece in the Washington Times. And, and I saw Charlie react to this the other night on Fox News, on Fox News Channel on the panel, and he, he didn't appreciate what Jimmy Kimmel had done, tugging the heartstrings to justify socialism. And you know what? The only thing I will say on this to, to Jimmy Kimmel is, you know, man, I, what you're going through with your child, I mean, I think every parent can empathize and, and uh, our hearts go out to you. And I just don't think what you're going through with your child and what countless other parents have gone through with their children justify socialism. I don't, I, I don't think it's a justification for, for left-wing extremism, for, for communism or socialistic programs in the United States of America. But I, I can empathize. I just don't think that uh, government is the solution to your problem. As a matter of fact, I think government is, will exacerbate the problems as it typically does. Uh, government in the United States should, should be relegated to what its responsibilities are under the Constitution and only under the Constitution. But that, that, and all, that, that being said doesn't take away from my empathy and my sympathy for what you're going through and, uh, and what's going on with your son. Now, Charlie Hurt... <laughs> Shut up, Jimmy Kimmel, you elitist creep. I think he has a different take than I do. But uh, we'll move on. Back to Comey and Feinstein. Here is uh, uh, James Comey responding. And, of course, Comey just got through saying 
that what they found on Anthony Anthony Weiner, Carlos Danger's laptop. Ellie, you know what where Carlos Danger comes from, right? No. How old are you? Can I, I just ask? I will not disclose mill- that on the air. I will not disclose that on the. You're a millennial, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, Clint, keep it down back there, will you? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Carlos Danger was his online name, so they wouldn't know it was Anthony Weiner, oh. the f- the disgraced congressman from New York. It, Carlos Danger was his name. I got a parody of that somewhere. I might dig that up. Anyhow, so uh, Comey says, yeah, found all kinds of classified information on Anthony Weiner, Carlos Danger, Uma Abedin's laptop. And uh, it was sent from Hillary Clinton's unsecured server. On Anthony Weiner, somehow her emails are being forwarded to Anthony Weiner, including classified information. Somehow, just magically, somehow it happened. Don't know how. It was magic. Oh, 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 it's magic. <laughs> so are we allowed to sing? No, nobody's going to actually get me for copyright infringement if I, because that, that's what I just did is hardly it's singing, right? <laughs> you don't have to agree so dang fast. Okay. By her assistant, Huma Abedin. And so they found thousands of new emails and then called me the Saturday night before the election and said, thanks to the wizardry of our technology, we've only had to personally read 6,000. We think we can finish tomorrow morning, Sunday. And so I met with them and they said, we found a lot of new stuff. We did not find anything that changes our view of her intent. So we're in the same place we were in July. It hasn't changed our view. And I asked them lots of questions. And I said, okay, if that's where you are, then I also have to tell Congress that we're done. Look, this is terrible. It makes me mildly nauseous to think that we might have had some impact on the election. But honestly, it wouldn't change the decision. Everybody who disagrees with me has to come back to October 28th with me and stare at this and tell me what you would do. Would you speak or would you conceal? And I could be wrong. But we honestly made a decision between those two choices that even in hindsight, and this has been one of the world's most painful experiences, I would make the same decision. And see, here's the issue that I have. That, that, that James Comey set up this false predicate that because Hillary Clinton didn't want to, uh, or d- didn't intend to violate the law, that she's somehow innocent that trafficking classified information and then seeking to hide it, the fact that she did so, and then lied about doing so, I think she's as guilty as the day is long. And, and, and according to the FBI director, there is something in the law that prevents us from actually prosecuting her. And, and I don't get it. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. When we get back, I'm going to search for our Anthony Weiner, Carlos Danger parody. I'll see if I can find it, and we'll play it on the other side of the break. Right here on The Blaze. The antidote to the Brian Williams press. The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, it, it wasn't the the parody I was looking for, but it's one of the many. Apparently, we have a, a whole treasure trove of Anthony Weiner parodies because, well, he's he is. Uh, well, he, let's just say that he is ripe for for making parodies. So here's one of them. WBAP players helping me out with this one. This is well. Enjoy. Is this Anthony Weiner? Now, waking up junior, you know what that was allusion to, right, Ellie? The last time he got into texting trouble, you know, texting his private parts to perfect strangers, he had his kid pictured with him doing it. Gosh. Yeah, I know. Right, th- right there on the bed next to him, Mom, and that's why uh, he and Uma Abedin Weiner had to uh, had to to split because it was causing a problem for the for the Hillary Clinton campaign uh, to have her her right hand lady married to such a deviant. And that brings us, <laughs> I mean, texting your your junk to com- to complete strangers. I just. Icky, icky, Democrat, Democrat, Anthony Weiner. Everybody, everybody in the media always seems to forget to mention the fact that he was, uh, he was, uh, he, he tried to make a comeback too. tried to run for New York mayor. You know what? And, and everything that he's done, I, I still think he'd be better than de Blasio. <laughs> I think many of you New Yorkers out there would probably be able to put up with Anthony Weiner's, uh, shall we say, proclivities. Rather than being under the yoke of full tot, uh, uh, full on total communism and socialism under Comrade De Blasio, eight hundred uh, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. It's Chris Salcedo's show. Hillary out there talking with the fake journalist from CNN, Christian Amanpour. Hillary is claiming she is now part of the resistance. I can't be anything other than who I am, and I spent decades learning about what it would take to move our country forward, including people who, you know, clearly didn't vote for me, uh, to try to make sure that we dealt with a lot of these hard issues that are right around the corner, like robotics and artificial intelligence, and things that are really going to be upending uh, the economy for the vast majority of Americans, to say nothing of the rest of the world. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now back to being an activist citizen and uh, part of the resistance. Yes, and she gets applause for that, you know. What would happen if Mitt Romney had said that he was going to, or John McCain, not that, not that they would have the stones to do that, but uh, had said that they were going to be part of the resistance against Obama? Would it have been met with applause as it is treated in most arenas of the of the basket of biased press or certainly in front of those in front of those liberals in that audience. Then Hillary, they got into discussion about the election. And this is 
perfect Hillary Clinton. This is quintessential Clinton, where she accepts full responsibility right before she starts blaming everybody else. I, I take absolute personal responsibility. I was the candidate. I was the person uh, who was on the ballot. Yeah, right. That's seven seconds. Seven seconds of Hillary Clinton saying that she takes full responsibility for the loss in 2016. Full responsibility. Seven seconds. And this is a 33-second soundbite. So seven seconds of taking responsibility. The rest of it is her saying it was everybody else's fault. I, I take absolute personal responsibility. I was the candidate. I was the person uh, who was on the ballot. And uh, I am uh, very aware of, you know, the challenges, the problems, the... Um, um, but I was on the way to winning until the combination of Jim Comey's letter on October 28th and Russian WikiLeaks raised doubts in the minds of people who were inclined to vote for me but got scared off. <laughs> what got in the way? What, what, what actually was the substance of what got in the way? There would be no James Comey letter if Hillary Clinton had actually followed the law and not set up her own homebrew server, right? There would have been no James Comey letter if she had actually thought that she was bound by the rule of law, which she didn't share that appraisal. There would have been no WikiLeaks to leak had the Democrat Party not been such reprobates. Everything that was leaked out of WikiLeaks was the truth. Now, I don't support the way it was achieved, but the net result was this. The truth was known about Democrats and Hillary Clinton. And that was enough to sink her. The truth is enough to sink Democrats. Remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. We got Thursday going on tomorrow. We'll see you back here. 3 o'clock Eastern on The Blaze. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network.